Canadian embassies. And maybe it's something we don't spend enough time talking about or thinking about. Maybe there's a tendency to think of, uh, you know, those who staff these embassies, including ambassadors, as, you know, the, these are cushy positions. Uh, but they can be dangerous. Story earlier this month in the Globe and Mail, before pulling Canadian diplomats out of Ukraine weeks ahead of the Russian invasion, Global Affairs Canada received intelligence confirming that Russia intended to wage war against its neighbor, and that Ukrainians who work for the Canadian embassy were likely on lists of people Moscow intended to hunt down. Despite the apparently dire situation, Ottawa told Canadian embassy leaders in Kyiv to withhold this information. So this is concerning. And, and obviously, you know, we're, we're also yesterday reflecting on the one-year anniversary of the fall of Kabul and the situation in Afghanistan. So basically, we've had two um, hasty embassy evacuations uh, in, in recent months. And how are we handling all of that? There's a really interesting op-ed this week in the Globe and Mail on how Ottawa's centralized decision-making is putting local embassy staff at risk. And this falls to Global Affairs Canada and how they operate. Um, A number of uh, former ambassadors uh, co-authored this piece. Joining us uh, to talk more about some of these issues, one of the authors, uh, Louise Blais, served as Ambassador and Deputy Permanent Representative Canada at the United Nations from 2017 to 2021, currently a Senior Advisor with Pendleton Group. Ms. Blais, thank you so much for joining us here today. Welcome to the program. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Uh, Why is it important for Canadians to to better understand how this all works and and how global affairs is, is managing Canadian embassies? Well, I think that obviously the world is is changing, and unfortunately, it's not getting friendlier. So we have, as you mentioned in your introduction, we now have a situation where we really have not only diplomats in dire danger in certain uh, capitals around the world, but as well, uh, those who are really the backbone of our embassies, who we refer to inside um, the department as locally engaged staff. Most of the time, these are the majority of, of our employees, and they're not just the drivers and the support staff. Many of them are actually officers who do very similar work than our diplomats that are posted abroad. But they bring with them a great deal of of knowledge of the local um, environment. They have the contacts and they speak the local language. Sometimes that's required. And so they really help open doors and they help inform uh, the uh, Canada-based staff, as well as the ambassadors, on how to make the best possible decision on any given issue. So really, when you work at an embassy abroad, you really cannot tell necessarily. If you look and you go and you walk into a meeting, you won't be able to say, okay, this person is locally engaged, this person is Canada-based. We all work symbiotically together. So when events like this, the ones, uh, the evacuation in Kiev and, of course, the one in Afghanistan last year, it really all of a sudden, um, I think, makes it uh, very obvious that, that we have that these differences that we don't feel every day when we work really become real in moments like this. And I'm not sure that most of us in the department or Canadians are completely convinced that we have it quite right. Right. Let's talk about that, because, you know, big picture, obviously, this all falls under global affairs and embassies are, are representing Canada abroad. So this this is certainly an extension of our foreign policy. But obviously, then dealing with issues at the local level, there are a lot of localized decisions that would need to be made. As, as noted in this piece, we've seen over the last decade a real centralization within global affairs of a lot of that decision making. So what has changed and why has it been changed for the worse? 
past, I want to say decade, probably going back a little further, I think there has been a centralization of decision-making in Ottawa, and it's not just our department. I mean, more and more central agencies play a really big role in, in how governments, uh, how departments are governed. Uh, we've had over the years centralization of the pay system. We all know Phoenix. We've had the centralization of things related to shared services. So all the IT, all the, you know, the back, um, the back office support is all now centralized. So each government used, uh, department used to have their own. So there were efficiencies of scale that were sought by those changes and that's all understandable. Obviously, we want to be as efficient as possible. But something got lost in translation, where really when you have a, a department like Global Affairs that has an international footprint and that manages situations, as we can, as we now see, that are incredibly difficult, you need to be able to infuse a, more of the point of view uh, of what we say of the people in the field. Those that are living, that, that are experiencing that their employment and their decision-making out in the field. So now with this tendency of centralizing everything, and that has happened in our own department as well, it's just been a, a trend that's been across the board in Ottawa, um, you now have this need of not making exceptions or making very few exceptions and wanting to make sure that the policies are, are kept uh, as, uh, mm-hmm. as evenly applied as possible. And again, in those situations, it leads to a risk-adverse culture where, oh, if we do this in this case, well, we're going to have to do it uh, for, for everyone else. You know, there's this reluctance to commit the government to more than it really wants to be committed to, when in fact, I think we're overthinking it. I think there are moments, such as the evacuation in Kiev or Kabul, where really we should have been we should have had a mechanism to say in this particular case we're going to go the extra mile yeah. for because our staff are in danger or could be in danger so what needs to change and and who needs to make that change i think that there needs to be a, a conversation a little bit more open conversation about this i think that that is a little bit one of the reasons why we went, we took the step of writing this op-ed. It's not something that you want to do easily. We're very, you know, we're, we work for the department all these years and have a fondness for, for it and our colleagues. But at the same time, I think sometimes you do need to bring things up in the public arena so Canadians can really um, be able to reflect and, and, and ways and mechanisms be able to, uh, to inform decisions that might be taken that are, have to do with corporate management. This is not about foreign policy. This is really about fundamental management of people. But I think the average Canadian just wasn't aware of the way our embassies uh, function with this, this two group of employees. And I think the more they know, A, the more they can appreciate what their locally engaged staff do, who are not necessarily Canadian nationals, although some of them are, they're dual. And B, the responsibilities that we may have to them in certain circumstances. So we're hoping that uh, now with the, the minister's pan-Canadian uh, consultation that she's uh, undertaken, I, that she'll hear from Canadians on this on this issue. We also know that she has called for a review of the department's functioning. So we, again, we hope that, that this issue will be taken up. And also there is right now a, a standing committee on foreign affairs that is uh, chaired by Peter Beam, Senator Beam, and Senate uh, and uh, Vice Chair Senator Harder. And we hope that that process will also shed some light on what we could, in fact, do better 
in the area of managing or locally engaged abroad. Well, an important issue for sure. Uh, Louise Blay, thank you so much for joining us here today. Really appreciate the input and insight on this. Thank you for inviting me. All right, all the best. Uh, There you go. That's uh, Louise Blay, uh, former ambassador, deputy permanent representative for Canada, the United Nations, currently senior advisor with the Pendleton Group, co-authored this uh, op-ed this week, calling on the federal government to change how it deals with embassies and this local decision-making when it comes to embassy staff.